Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 17, where we're doing it with style. I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan. So this podcast may talk a little bit about stuff I've talked about before in terms of personal preferences and style. But hey, I'm running out of ideas, so send me some more ideas so I don't keep talking about the same stuff over and 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 and making everyone crazy. So there's different kinds of style that we have when we play games. This this podcast is is pretty much going to talk about online... um, online MMOG style, or it doesn't have to be an MMOG per se, but any kind of game where you can pick stuff, um, be that your character look, or, you know, in in terms of um, physical look, or how they look with clothing, or what talents and classes you pick, it's all part of your personal style, what you like to do, how you like to play the game, and how you like to experience the, the content, as it were. In these recent days, I've been thinking a lot about why I tend to burn out on games and why I tend to, you know, play the classes that I play in online games and why there may be certain amounts of nerd rage when classes do get changed, be they online or offline. You know, most often it's online as single-player games don't really change a whole lot and balance isn't quite as important in single-player games Sometimes there's, you know, abilities that are specifically overpowered, like God of War, you know, has amazingly powerful abilities in some cases. And that's, you know, part of the game. That's how the the game works, and it's single player, so it can be imbalanced in some ways. But I think a lot um, about the players is that we invest sort of emotional feeling and ties to the characters we create. We have this idea of who they are in our head, and we like to, you know, we like to get stuff that collects um, what we f- we feel um, sort of portrays that, be it, you know, visually to other players or in terms of picking talents and, you know, doing damage or getting threat or doing heals, depending on what our particular role is. And so I think a lot of who we are as a character and as a person gets tied into what there is in the game. In a pen and paper role-playing game, there's a lot more there that we have control over. We can, you know, we can buy a new item and the GM will say, it looks like this. And we're like, um, I don't really like that. Can we make it look like this? And, you know, uh, if they're a cool GM, oftentimes they'll be like, yeah, sure, why not? But in an online game or in a, you know, a single-player game even, you often can't control the look too much. Some of the games coming out in the future are going to allow for cosmetic change. So you can you can pull over the look from a, a previous item or you can have a extra set of uh, clothing, as it were, on your character that is uh, what people see instead of what you're actually wearing. So games are changing this and they realize that sometimes players like specific looks of specific items. Um, a lot of times in games I know people people you know like me who who role play 
and people just in general like to have certain kind of looks and you know sometimes that look is very silly and very casual or you know sometimes it's an armor from a previous set and we don't like the current look of the set of the armor that we have even though it might be a higher level so I think in games where we have less control um, the least amount of control I would say would be in an you know an MMOG of some kind where you have uh, slightly less control in single-player games and then uh, the most the most control obviously in pen and paper games where you know you're talking with the other players and it's you know it's all about the story it's what it's what you want as a player so I think players become really invested in what they can control for pen and paper gaming you control pretty much anything except for you know specific damage you can describe your powers you can describe your abilities you can describe your costume all of that stuff is a real lot of control for the player so I think when a game changes their the statistical side of things maybe they'll say this this ability that used to do a d8 now just does a d6 you know they may go oh that's not too bad of a change I, I can deal with that whereas in an online game players really can't control too much their their damage their healing their taunting really becomes who they are and how they define their character because that's really one of the few things they can control I suppose you know some games offer a lot of uh, in-game pets uh, non-combat pets or you know like I mentioned there's the clothing option is starting to show up in games so they may feel they have some control there but in terms of how they interact with the world how they perceive themselves how other players perceive them as characters and players they actually have very little control over things so I think when patches come up and changes go into place or even sometimes before they go into place players can sort of freak out as it were because their character is being changed and that's something that they can't control it's it's control that you have in pen and paper gaming that is then taken out of your hands because it's it's an online environment or it's you know a single player game that gets patched and it reminds the player you don't have control over your own character this is no longer your domain this is our world and these are our characters and you're just driving them as it were they aren't really your characters in terms of ownership or possession or you know a piece of you it's a piece of us that you can visit sometimes and so I think I think players get freaked out a lot more in terms of online games when when things do change and when things do go in and maybe that's why I'm a little bit more resistant to it than uh, than a lot of other people I know because I grew up with pen and paper gaming so I know that you know we have that control when we're doing pen and paper gaming and when we're doing online gaming you know it's it's out of our control and uh, what we control of our character is you know the stories we tell and how we portray them and how we act and how we react to others and so to me that's that's the most important thing about controlling my character and who I am as a character I don't remember if I've mentioned it in the podcast before, but I have actually been in a game. I, f I forget which game. Um, not really important. But I was playing a character, and I tend to do certain sayings or certain emote styles. Like, I will taunt bad guys when I get bored, or I'll 
fall asleep if somebody goes AFK or I'll, I'll bounce around and hop around or I'll, you know, have witty sayings like, you know, the NPC will go, oh, I'm going to kill you now. And I'm like, no, you're going to die. And then you're going to respawn and then someone else will kill you. You know, I make comments like that. And then it was funny because I was playing one of my characters and one of the, the other people in the group said, hey, you know, have you ever met so-and-so? You act a lot like them. You have the same emote style. You'd probably get along really well. And I lolled because I'm like, yeah, I have. That's my other character. And so I thought that was pretty funny because they recognized me and my playing style from, you know, the way I run the character, my emotes, my, my, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fighting style because it was a different class, but they recognized, you know, when I when I move to certain areas, how I move, you know, what I say to the bad guys, what I say to the people, and how, uh, you know, how I I act. I suppose, you know, I, I act cautiously. I don't I don't just run in and pull full speed. You know, I have I have my way. I have my style, and I think it's uh, important just for people to recognize what their style is, know what they enjoy, what they like, and um, in the case of online games or, or single player games. Just recognize what you can or can't control and realize that, um, you know, the most important thing about gaming is what you take with you outside of the game. It doesn't matter how many levels you get, how much loot you get, eventually the game is going to close or you're going to get bored of it and you're going to leave or you're going to make a different character. But the stories about how you got that equipment, how you got that level, the the good times you had with the other people. These are the things you're going to carry with you the rest of your life, and uh, that's really the most important thing that you should remember when playing. Everybody was kung fu So some style issues came up today. Um, they're, they're not really a problem, but it it was different. Um, I was I was playing Rift today. Uh, today is Saturday, and I had to do a, a pickup group because there's there's not really a whole lot of people in the level range of my alt. Pretty much everybody in the guild and pretty much everybody on the server is 50. So whenever you want to do a group that you, you know you're not 54, it takes forever, and you pretty much have to take whoever it finds you know to group with. It's not like WoW where there are, you know multiple servers uh, you know crossing and then it just you know gets you a new player in you know 15 minutes tops or you know a minute if you're a healer or a tank. Here in Rift, it's just the one server. So, you know, if there aren't any people in my level range on at the time, um, I could I could be screwed. I, I could be sitting there for hours, and I literally have been on some weekend days. I've I left the LFG on and uh, sat there for literally between two and four hours at a time before getting a group. I got kind of lucky today, and it only took something like forty-five minutes, I think. 
But the style issue that came up was that the tank was questionable, I suppose would be the most uh, politically correct way to put it. Um, they were level 38, so they were not new. Uh, not not new in terms of character level, at least. My guess is that this was a brand new to tanking person, or um, there were there was something up with them. They weren't quite weren't quite the fastest, and that's okay. You know, everybody plays at a different speed and a different pace. But they had some very strange choices going on. You can't see people's talents and, and spec builds, um, you know, in terms of looking at them. Um, I, I know other games you can inspect people and see them. You, you can't do that here. Uh, I don't know why. Probably because it's one of the many things they didn't think to add, which is uh, a whole other podcast in its own, probably. But they were using... You get 66 total talent points uh, by level 50, so at... Uh, 38, uh, I don't know the math on it, but it's it's quite a bit. It, it's probably more than 40 points easily. I, I would have to look up, you know, my own character and all that. Anyways, they were using points that were more than half the points deep into the tree. Uh, there were paladin abilities that I recognize that I know take at least 21 points to get it, to get to. So they are pretty deep in that tree. And yet they weren't using some of the basic abilities. Like there's two or three different uh, low-level taunts that you get by 16 points in, one of which is an AE threat taunt that, you know, you just go thwap and, you know, up to I think it's something like 8 or 10 targets within, you know, a certain range of you all attack you. And they weren't using that ability at all. And they weren't using this shield throw ability which you get, which is, you know, you slap somebody in the face and it it hits them at range even, and then they they fight you. They weren't they weren't doing that. They weren't doing the basic abilities of the paladin um, class, and yet they were obviously using something really really deep in the tree, which made no sense at all because they were ignoring you know the low level abilities that are you know in my opinion more important than the high level ability, and they were using the high level ability. I I don't know just kind of. <laughs> oddly I, I guess you could put it. it it's like you should use the emergency bubble when when it's obvious that the healer's not going to be able to heal you in time or that there's other people in the group being hit you know they were using it as a, a shield before going into pull which makes no sense at all because it only lasts for a short time it's like 30 seconds so if you hit it before you go to pull you know there's 5 or 10 seconds before you pull it's it's already ticking away so they weren't using high-level abilities, they, right? They weren't using low-level abilities, right? They had um, two other classes mixed in, and you know, I, I didn't recognize the level of of depth that those were at, but I know one of them was at least 16 points in. So they had, you know, one 20-something, you know, at least 21 points deep, and another one at least 16 points deep, but they weren't using the basic strategies and. Uh, it was kind of frustrating. I don't know what they were doing with their style, but you know, it it's enjoyable for them, even though the group died a lot because threat was not controlled at all. That might be, you know, just because the players new to tanking, or 
it could be their build is off but you know it if it doesn't totally incapacitate our ability to finish the dungeon which it didn't we we still were able to finish um one of the people in the group died you know six or seven times and i died like three times i think and the other the other people died two or three times but we got through it you know and and that's really i think the most important thing and uh there's you know a funny story to go with it you know that's like I, I kept face palming and whenever i'm not in my tank body i always i always get frustrated like this but we have to recognize um you know that 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 might not be the way the person likes to play those classes i mean it's up to them to use the abilities or not you know they have them and you know efficiency is always questionable it doesn't uh, necessarily have to be played the way that i play paladin you know i might be you know the most awesome juggler on the server i don't know i'm not bragging or anything i'm just saying you know hypothetically speaking you know because i can get upwards to you know three different targets you know you use this ability over here this ability on a different target this ability on a different target and you can you can juggle around and they they weren't doing that at all but that might not be their style you know it's it's probably important for all tanks to be able to juggle to some degree but i know that not everyone can and i know that not everybody does um some people are all about ae control and uh they don't juggle hardly at all and I know when I was playing World of Warcraft, I had a very different style than the other tanks because this was back in the day, but um, I played a Death Knight and I was always blood spec. I've always liked blood spec. I haven't played in like a year. But back in the day when it started, people, people poo-pooed on blood spec because they're like, oh, why are you blood spec? That's terrible compared to Frost. Frost has all of the good tanking abilities and it's really easy. Well, no, blood blood could tank just as easily. The the reason they didn't like blood was because it didn't have quite as much mitigation, but it had much higher regeneration. So you would be bouncing back and forth on health. And so if if you were good at that and you knew when to control it, um, you know, compared to when you were going to get healed, and the healer knew to expect it, you know, the the threat and other tank-like abilities that are important to do were you know not not as much of an issue and that got down to style did you like this versus this i went against the grain of everybody pretty much <laughs> there was only a handful of of blood tanks on my server who were considered good and uh i actually got a few compliments from uh pickup groups that said you know um your blood tank i doubted you when we started but you did you did good you were solid so it really depends on what what matches the player's style and uh, what abilities you like and what abilities you use well. And, um, you know, don't worry so much about having the perfect spec. Don't worry so much about having the cookie-cutter thing. Like, somebody in my guild recently has been posting suggestions for other classes. Now, granted, he has a lot of experience and a lot of what he says might be right on, but... You know, it, it's really up to the player in question to be like, does this spec fit my style? Do these abilities and rotation of abilities that he's recommending fit my style? Do I like playing this? And so, you, you know, like I said in the first section, you just have to be aware of what you like, what you enjoy, what your style is, and uh, 
you know, have fun with it. And that's really the most important thing. Does uh, your play match your style? And if they do, you're going to have a good time. Um, and if you don't, well, you have to adjust something or maybe just change the people you're grouping with. A lot of times, you know, people who aren't uh, maximized, as it were, will have a great time with uh, a different group as compared to, you know, the group they're with that is poo-pooing them. So just uh, have fun with it. Recognize your style. And um, don't always follow what everybody else is doing just because they're doing it. You know, analyze it a little. Think about, you know, does that match my style? So here we are at the end of another podcast. Um, I know that it's kind of topics I've talked about before, so kind of sorry for that, but hopefully there was, you know, at, at least one new thing you took with you, and, and of course, as always, at least it was entertaining to you, and uh, you had a good time, and you'll come back next time, and uh, hopefully I'll see you next time. So that's it. Okay, thanks, bye. So, uh, you have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by setting a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license. <laughs>